like two days ago, northern Missouri. Um, it's a bean field, and it's kind of cut near the edges. Yeah. And he's filming a deer, and it's kind of standing off next to the edge of the woods. And then all of a sudden, the deer like looks at something farther, like away yeah. from the camera. And then the deer blows and runs off, and a fucking elk walks right by. Nice. This is in northern Missouri. Nice. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Peck Peck Ranch is south Missouri, so yeah. that elk it's herd. In the, it's in the uh, the Boot Hill. Yeah. In so Cape the the elk herd we should, is. We. What do you think about putting in for next year for a couple of tags? So I you know I thought about that. My dad and I were talking about that last year. They drew now, five tags. Yeah. And all five were successful. Yep. Dude, I don't they're know. Ni- they're big. Yeah, yeah, they're nice. The ones that they've shot are big. I don't know if I would enjoy elk hunting in Missouri. Like, it's part of it's the mountains. Part of it's the, the yeah the mountains and the whole trip to get out there and the you, like the two hour walk away from the cabin to get to where the elk are. And, like, yeah. there's just so much it's challenge. Nostalgia. Yeah, it would it would feel is the wrong word. It would almost feel like you're cheating on hunting to hunt elk in your home state. I don't feel like it would be cheating. I feel like it would be a throwback to what it was really like because yeah. they had elk here. Yeah. And I'd, they had buffalo here. I definitely have to do it with a bow if I did it. Oh yeah. So Let's I don't go. I don't know if you can get bow tag or bow like I don't know yeah, when the I think you can. when's the Missouri season for elk. It's over already, I think. Oh well if it was over, then it would have been yeah, mid-September is when you want to be going because that's when they're bugling. So. Why don't we go on a bow elk hunt to Colorado? We should. Or Utah. We go to Utah. Nevada. We go to Nevada. We should. My father-in-law went to Nevada. They just hunt over the watering holes because it's like high desert there. Yeah. He's like, we just took our mule and we drove like six miles in Yeah. and we just... But I was like, eh, I kind of like to walk. Where we, I like to bugle and see if we can, you know, get yeah, close. Where we hunt in Colorado, there's no powered vehicles. It's either horses yeah, you gotta walk. or, yeah, walking. Yeah, so walk. No exemptions either. You can't even do like an electric bicycle. They want it's nothing. no powered vehicles. Yeah, That's good. It's, it's not a motorized vehicle. It's a powered vehicle. People always think you have so. to walk the furthest. You have to walk the highest. Depending on the time of year. It depends on the time of the year and the heat. Um, if it's warm, you got to go up. That's what's kind of neat where the, the cabin that we hunt in Colorado is if it's cooler, you could literally go 300 yards behind the cabin and see yeah, elk. Yeah, and they'll come, ro- they'll come so rolling through. if it's warmer, you got to go up. Yeah. you got to go two hours Let's up. Let's go. So. Why can't I go? You could go. You've been telling my me. My dad's for, a camp cook. You've been telling me for years. You're like, hey, man, it's a tight group. Only, But, I mean, that's uh, it's, been 20 years. It's Some thin, of those guys have had to have died off by now, right? Yeah, they haven't died. <laughs> they just kind of cycle out, and it's kind of thinned down. There were only five guys that went this year. No invite. So, well, I didn't go. No fucking invite, man. No invite. I didn't man. go. So, they shot two elk out of five guys. Only found one of them, though. I'd have to get a, so. a little faster bow for that, probably. Yeah, elk don't drop like deer do. No, they run. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just, I just envision having to shoot one at at least fifty yards. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so in all of my time going, I've had four shot opportunities on elk. Three of the four were under twenty yards. Really? Um, on bulls or cows? Uh, bulls and cows, both. Um, one of them was at eighty yards. That's that's pushing the limit. Well, I'm confident to eighty. Um, especially if it's no wind well, and, and all elk, that stuff. And, and elk, I mean, you're, it's, yeah, you got a bigger area. I'll give um, you that. My challenge was halfway between me and the elk at 80. There Lots was, of, there was a tree at 40 yards. A lot of little trees. Yeah. I drew back on him 
and there was a mega big branch going right across my 40 yard pin on my bow. So as my the arc of my arrow would have gone right into that branch yeah. before it came down to the elk. The elk was kind of under the branch in my line yeah. of sight. It's hard to crouch down when you're that close. Well, I was already sitting on the ground. Oh, so yeah, it's you can't go any further. But uh, yeah, the you're usually hunting in the timber like you need the timber for cover. So you're usually hunting in the timber enough that an 80 yard shot or a 60 yard shot in the timber isn't really there. Are you the only bow hunter? No, they're all bow. They're hunters. all bow hunters. Yeah, we go like you guys months call? before gun season. Do you guys it tandem? depends. I'm the odd man out on that group. Like if we went, we would call for each other. Yeah, I'm the you odd man out. Just rotate days that. and say, hey, dude, if one of us gets one, all the better. Like yeah. if I called one into you, I'd be like, dude, I'm the Shit. fucking man. There's one I'm guy. Like, I am the fucking man. There's one guy that goes. He doesn't even buy a tag. All he wants to do is call for people. He just likes calling. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to kill the animal. There's a rush. So. Yeah. Well, hey, there you go. Austin, he's short about killing something. He's like death to everyone. Pop, Austin's yeah. like, I, would, I just want the meat. Can you Dude, give me elk some meat? meat? Elk steaks are awesome. That's good. It's real good. Mm. Let's start this bad boy up, shall we? Yeah, go ahead. And get after it. All right. Hey, everybody. If you haven't uh, learned already, you're listening to The Void Podcast. We are a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, and uh, they treat it as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. So if you want some bomb-ass information about how to start a business, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> 1998 called. A, they want their, their Just be glad he didn't say info nuggets. Oh, yeah. I've heard that one. Oh, my God. Little nugget of info. Knowledge bombs and info Knowledge nuggets. Knowledge bombs and info nuggets. Nuggets. That's actually what a new, cool what title. What do kids say? I don't know uh, if he's I've, dropping fire. I don't know if I've ever been in a room with two bigger nerds right this second. <laughs> just this second. Yeah, we've been in a room before. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mega nerd here. Oh, my God. All right, Dave. Our three topics for today. What do you got? Fire one at me. We're going to rattle off all three, and then we'll circle back to them. Oh, fuck. Okay. Give him my, je- my best Jen Saki or Jen Pasaki. We'll circle back to you on that. Uh, Topic number one, stop focusing on what you don't want and start focusing on what you do. Topic number two, when to sue. And topic number three, don't be afraid to try new things. What do you want to start with? Let's just go topic number one. (laughs) I'll take stop focusing on what you don't want for 500. Okay. Nick. I'll take the rapist. Okay. That's therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Some old Sean SN- Connery on yeah. SNL. SNL. Yeah. What, uh, All right, so okay. stop focusing on what you don't want and start focusing on what you do. This was inspired by a friend of mine's post today, um, and it's pretty cool. You get what you focus on. You get exactly what you focus on. So, um, it, undoubtedly, every year the team that wins the uh, the Super Bowl in the NFL is the team that focused on winning the Super Bowl the most. I'm not right? gonna buy that. The guys get hurt. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, I get your point. You get the point, right? Um, uh, in business and in life, we tend to we have this idea of something we want and and I am I am probably more guilty of this than anybody else out there 
we look, I look at an, ob- an objective of something I want to do or something I want to achieve. And the first thing I think of is all of the hurdles I'm going to need to overcome to achieve it. And then my natural inclination is I focus more on those hurdles than I do the freaking objective. Yeah. Right now, yeah. here's what happens in real life. And this is speaking from experience. You tell me an idea. Let's go out and achieve this thing. Right. And I focus on it. Like I immediately in my mind, I, I identify have to conquer this to get there. I got six I hurdles I got to overcome. To get right. There and I got to conquer this to get there. Right. Half of those don't even exist. Half yeah, of them were fake things in my head that I thought existed that weren't even really there. Yeah. Right. But if you focus more on the hurdles that you're going to have to overcome to achieve, to achieve the objective, well, then you, you're going to, you're going to nail, you're going to drive right into those hurdles, right? Yes. Focus on what you want, right? So if you want a wildly profitable business, focus on profit. What most people do is they focus on all the things that cut into their profit, And a lot of guys do this. They will try to manage a business by managing expenses. Yeah. Instead of managing sales. You know, it's weird. I I hadn't thought of this at all. And then like right before the show, you were saying, hey, what about this idea? What about this? And I was, and I thought, oh, that's stupid. And then I got to thinking about it. When I first started out, like out the door, guns a blazing, right? And I was, I mean, I was getting... Heating, cooling, change out. Heating, cooling, change out. Heating, cooling, change out. I mean, I was just killing it. Mm-hmm. And then after I realized, okay, I can make this happen, then I sat down and, you know, realized, okay, in order to meet my minimum goal, I have to do this. And that became my norm mm-hmm. for a while because it just became ingrained in me when I got to that. Then I thought, okay, I can focus on these other things and... If I had been focusing on, I need to be making not my minimum, but what I thought would be my maximum, Mm -hmm. I would have had some serious growth months in those first, and I'm not talking about one or two months, I'm talking out out of the gate, two months was like that, and then the next month three to month seven, before I realized, oh man, I should really be... I could really be doing this. I mean, I was literally wasting time. Yeah. Not focusing on what I could. And I didn't even realize it until literally eight or nine months had gone by. And I was like, you know what I think it was? The first time I um, sat down to do my taxes and I realized those first couple of months, those first three, I was like, oh, man, yeah, those were. And then I looked at the next months and I was like, oh. Why didn't I, why wasn't I doing as much? Well, I wasn't pushing myself as hard right. as I was because coming out of the gate, I was scared half to death. And it's like a light bulb came on. Oh, shit. You know, if I had been pushing as hard as I had been and not been focused on, oh, this is the minimum I need to make my mortgage. Right. This is the minimum check I have to write my wife every month for, you know, miscellaneous. Right. And then the rest can go into business and that's gravy. That wasn't gravy. That was the minimum. Right. And I was focused on the minimum when I should have been focused on what I had done those first two months. Yeah. And it took me literally... I mean, this is makes me sound like a complete fucking idiot. No, but it took me literally eight or nine months to be like, "Oh shit!" Right. What What am I doing? Well, I'm just I'm down here in no man's land for no reason. What you're explaining is exactly why people should be listening to this show. Is this show buys people time, right? People yeah. can learn from our examples and our mistakes. 
and, and they can yeah. fail faster. And if you've been listening to it, I know some guys like they'll message me, hey, man, I've been listening since the beginning. The show is really, you know, it was rough in the beginning, and oh, I yeah, really fuck yeah. enjoy it now, and, you know, and, you know, this and that. And I'm thinking, if you've listened that whole time, you have got a lot of information, yeah. and you realize that Mitch and I aren't real smart, especially probably me. <laughs> like Dave's kind of a dipshit, and two of them want to learn all that stuff. But now he knows. Yeah, you know. Oh shit! Now he knows. Right. So like uh, when we started ours, um, I could have taken the adage of like, oh, I hope I'm just successful enough to like replace my income that I walked away from. But, exactly. Right. But my my focus was not that. My, I, I had borrowed $30,000 from myself. I took, I took out a home equity line of credit to start our business. I borrowed 30 grand from myself to start our business. And my focus was, I want to pay that off in three months. So not only do I want to maintain my level of income that I was used to making, but I wanted to make an extra $10,000 each month for three months straight so that after three months of being in business, I was free and clear with a debt-free business. And that was the focus, and that's what we got. Yeah. Three months in, we were debt-free, with the exception of a loan on a, on a truck. But that's, again, we've talked about it in previous shows. Vehicle loans in your business is not – it's not like Dave Ramsey debt. That doesn't count. So mm, We argue about that. You know what? Go back and listen to those shows because we argue about we, that. We do argue about it. But, Not a lot, but in a business, you don't want to waste $35,000 in capital on a vehicle that, that you Especially can... Especially when you're first starting out. Right. And that's, in, in, you know, and in that's where first, I was. Yeah, in those first nine episodes, we talk about that. Yeah. So if my focus would have been on just hoping to be successful enough to replace my income that I was used to making, then I guarantee you that's all we would have achieved. But our focus was an extra 10 every month so that at the end of three months... We were paid, I had paid myself back and the business was substantiated on its own. Yeah. And that's where we ended up. Um, a real life situation, for those of you who haven't started a business yet, a real life situation is we all have those friends who like to talk about how they don't like drama. They like to avoid drama at all costs and they, they put all their focus on avoiding drama. Well, what, what, what happens with those friends? Every fucking post I see is some more drama. Some more fucking drama, right? Yeah. I didn't bring this on. This didn't... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they're so focused on trying to avoid drama. That's what they're getting is drama. Well, and what they're creating is drama. Yeah, what they should be focused... What's the opposite of drama? Peace, right? Yeah. Focus on peace. Yeah. Focus on tranquility, and you're going to get it. So... Stop focusing on what you don't want and start focusing on what you do. Yeah, and a lot and, of people, and you're going to get it. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, it 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 seems like we're talking about only big stuff. It can be small stuff. Absolutely, you know, it can be small stuff. Extremely small stuff. I want my yard to look better. Well, you can get seed and get water and go out there and do all this and you know what? It could start with uh, maybe weed eat a little better. Right. You know, focus on you can focus on small things. And I think. You know, people get their lives are so busy and all this different shit's going on and they just they don't feel like they can control. They feel like in order for it to go well, they have to control everything. Right. That's not necessarily true. You can control one small thing, one little aspect mm -hmm. and focus on that and start there. Yeah. And then move on to something else for the for the guy that's living paycheck to paycheck right now. He might be focusing on how he's going to pay his bills next month. 
if he shifts his focus slightly to how am I going to pay my bills and have an extra $750 left over? Say it's just $200. Maybe yeah. he just needs 200 Anything. I need to, I need an additional $200 I need in savings so that I can work on my, if something happens, I have this extra money. Yeah. If you, know you focus mean? on the surplus, not just focus on barely making your ends meet, but if you focus on the surplus, you're going to get it. Um, this this all kind of ties back to some things that we've alluded to before on the show where people become addicted to survival instead of addicted to success. Um, and people become entrenched in survival instead of entrenched in success. There are people out there who... Um, uh, I may ruffle some feathers by saying this. There are people out there who have assigned themselves the the title of recovering drug addict. Well, guess what? If you assign that as a title, you are forever a recovering drug addict. Yeah. Right? Assign your title as former drug addict. That's in the past. You're no longer recover. You can't be recovering forever. Right? Yeah. Former drug addict. Yeah. Move on. Or it, focus on the future. Don't focus on the past. Or don't right? even say anything about it. Right. Right. Like um, I, I will give a personal example. Man, I used to do some serious cocaine back yeah, in the day. Yeah. For like two years, almost ruined my life. I do not say anything about it to anyone. Right. I mean, until until the show right now. <laughs> like I mean, I, like close friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, when I needed an example of something to someone to say, "Hey, dude, you don't have to be stuck like this. Right. You can move on." And I I don't say anything to anyone. Yeah. Because that's not who I am now. Right. You There's... do not have to pigeonhole yourself or hold yourself back. That right. gets to the drama thing. Yeah. I say that because it creates drama, or I say that because I feel like someone will have pity on me or I say that as an excuse because I'm not willing to work hard for something. Right. You know what I mean? Don't don't even talk about it anymore. It's in the past. Let it fucking go yeah. and move on. Yeah. If you've got You know, don't be a label. Like Mitch just said, don't don't put that on yourself. Hey man, you may used to drink a fifth of liquor every night when you get home. Right. If you quit and you move on and you become better, that doesn't mean that's who you are now. That's who you were. Right. You know, don't use that as a well, I can't I mean there's a phase, right? It, yeah. For some point at some point you're gonna be a recovering alcoholic, right? But then at some point you got to let that shit go, and and now you're a former alcoholic. Yeah, you're, and you're no longer recovering. You're you're past that, yeah. right? And if you focus on recovering alcoholic, and that's just what the title you assign yourself, then you're forever going to be stuck at that level, right? Right. Um, another one is let's just uh, in, rather than assigning it to one little thing, let's say, and there's a lot of people that do this. They get in their twenties. And they wreck their credit and they make a bunch of bad decisions and maybe they get a DUI and maybe they're just they're just in bad spots. Right. They 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 they're having a hard time getting a place to live now because their credit's crappy and their money's crappy and their driving history is crappy. So they have a hard time getting a job. So they would assign the title to themselves of I'm trying to get my life back together. Right. Yeah. Well, at some point. Yeah. There's a little bit of phase there where you're trying to get your life back together. But the moment you grab that job, okay, you find somebody that can hire you with your questionable driving record, and you find a place to rent. So you find somebody that will rent to you with your questionable credit history. Well, guess what? That very moment right there, you are no longer trying to get your life back together. 
You're you are mo- you're yeah. on the path. Yeah, you're moving on. You're moving on, right? Yeah. But the problem is people stay in that t- that self-induced title of I'm still trying to get my life back together. And five years from now, they're blaming all their failures on past credit problems and past DUI problems and everything else yeah. when they had the solution for five years. Yeah. So stop focusing on what you don't want and start focusing on what you do and and focus on where you want to be and you'll get there. Don't focus on the hurdles along the way. Again, speaking from experience, I used to do this bad. And and outside of me focusing on it, I would share my thoughts with others. And now now all of a sudden I'm like infecting others with my my thoughts of all the hurdles along the way. Yeah. And so some guy who didn't even think that was going to be a problem, now he's like, well, if Mitch thinks that's going to be a problem, that's probably going to be a problem. And and now now this guy's questioning <laughs> if we can even get there because I spotted a problem that he didn't even think of. Yeah. And that's the wrong thing to do, yeah. right? So um, yeah, don't focus on problems. Fo- focus on solutions. Focus on solutions and focus on destinations, right? Identify the problems, quickly work a solution, and then move on and keep focused on the destination. My clock's five minutes behind, by the way. Oh, I know. Just letting you know. Yeah. Just Full, a, fully aware you started need, it late. we got to get a fucking clock in here, and Austin's got to start turning it on because apparently I'm unreliable. We need like a stopwatch. The moment Austin hits record, it just it automatically just goes. Yeah. He can probably tell us how many minutes he's add been it recording. To my title, producer, timekeeper, timekeeper, videographer. We talked crap for the first twenty minutes. So <laughs> talked about hunting. That even might make it into the show. You never know. Yeah. Soon, a couple weeks, I'm gonna start being like a restauranteer, like cooking oh, you guys shit. sandwiches. <laughs> You're gonna get assigned breakfast duty on Wednesdays if you don't watch out. <laughs> I'll bring the eggs. Yeah. What else you got? All what, right. What Topic number two. When to sue? Ooh, like when to sue someone that owes you money? Anything really, right? So there's I mean, gonna be times oh. if you're if you're new in business, there's gonna be times where you get burned, and you have to consider suing somebody, right? Yeah. If you're um, first starting out, fifteen grand seems like a lot to you. If you've been in business for five years, sixty grand seems like a lot to you. It, yeah, it changes. You know, it depends. It, some of it changes based off the size of your business. Some of it changes based off your financial situation. However, our the, advice won't change off of either of that. The process is the same. Yeah. So, um, you know, realistic examples. You go do work for somebody. They say they're going to pay you, and now they're not paying you, right? Um, you need to be considering on whether you should sue them or not. The, the big foundational things that you need to consider when you're doing that is, do they have the money to pay you even if you win the lawsuit, right? Um, we've done work for some people, not, not at our company, thankfully, um, but we've done work for some people uh, in the past when I was managing other companies where these people had no money whatsoever, and they would write us a bad check. And they knew full well from the beginning that they were asking us to do work that their check was not going to cover and their check was going to bounce, right? And you do a little bit of research and you learn real fast, we can't even sue. Like, they don't have the money, Yeah. right? Well, you could sue them and you could get a judgment. And we talked about this before. If they ever went to buy something or, I mean, it would be on their credit, yes. Yeah. Could you potentially get paid 10 years down the road? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You you might get paid. But, I mean, if you did have to hire an attorney, yeah, did you gain anything? Yeah. What about, I like to talk to people about, like, what's your, if you're 
two years into business and you have two employees and you're on your own, your stress level is already high. Could be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. For half of the guys out there, even the guys that are doing well, some people just don't handle stress well. Right. Okay. They could be stressed out already. Now they have to sue someone. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it's only $2,000 and you may not get the judgment anyway, is the stress level that you have to endure worth the $2,000 to you personally right. versus your, your own health? Right. Like that's something to take into consideration as well. Well, and, and some of this even ties back into what we were just talking about on focusing on what you do want, right? Like let's say a contractor burns you for five grand and you need that five grand. Um, if the contractor – like some people let their pride get in the way. And yeah. some people are like, I don't – I'm not going to lose this fight – I don't care if he's got the money or not. I'm suing his ass, right? Yeah, I'm burning every bridge and, on the way out. And man. they'll spend two grand on an attorney to try to sue a guy over five grand. Yeah, that's me. And the guy doesn't <laughs> even have the five grand to pay him. Take them all. Right? Yeah. So let's focus back on to step one. I'm messing the guy's credit up for 10 years. <laughs> I don't care what it takes. Now, I I shouldn't say that. Like, if it's if it's a family or something, but if it's a guy, a contractor that's an actual jerk, right? like, I'm... I'm taking that. Oh, we are running this thing as long as I can handle running it. Yeah. Well, focus back on to step one a little bit. Stop focusing on what you don't want and focus on what you do. What do you want? You want the five grand. I want right? to drag the guy's name through the mud. Well, <laughs> you don't have to sue him to drag his name through the mud, especially works, now with social media. No, but it helps when they <laughs> post that crap in the paper and you can take a picture and then put it on Facebook. Like, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> what if it worked like a child support? So you go to like work somewhere and you like someone, like someone sued you. So like part oh, yeah. of your paycheck oh, goes yeah, to like, wage yeah, garnishment. Everyone sues yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, what do Sorry, you want? I got you, you a little off track there. You want the five grand, right? <laughs> yeah, That's ultimately what you want. Yeah. So... If, if you're questioning whether the guy even has the money to pay it or not, focus on what you want. You want the five grand. So look at how much time, effort, and energy it would take you to sue the guy for five grand. Focus that exact same time, effort, and energy on whatever it would take to sell $5,000 worth of profitable work. And you can literally solve the problem, earn a couple of customers along the way, and get the five grand that way. So... Um, Suing suing is not as glamorous as you think it is. Um, lawyers are kind of interesting. Here, like here's how lawyers work. Uh, not all. Let's not the not all. Out. Here's a lot. Um, lawyers all know each other. They're a part of this group, right? Yeah, they play golf, smoke cigars. They play golf, smoke cigars. So light cigars with your hundred dollar bills. You let's say like. I'm trying to sue Dave, right? My lawyer knows Dave's lawyer. So they're going to call each other up and they're going to be like, hey, Frank, how's the kids? Is the wife over that cold? Oh, cool, right? What are you, what are you doing next Thursday? Golf? Adam's Point? See ya? Tea time? Noon o'clock. Noon, yeah. noon o'clock, right? Noon. Yeah, noon o'clock. <laughs> so now, so now they, they go golfing on Dave and I's dime. Yeah. And about the seventh hole in when the beer girls passed twice, they're like... Seven holes? Two, man, they got a lot of beer girls at that so, point. <laughs> so, so now they're going, well... My guy seems pretty adamant that he's going to get his money. And there's going, well, yeah, my guy seems pretty adamant he's not. Well, all right. Well, first thing we need to do is we need to tell them not to talk to each other because we don't want them solving this outside of us, right? Because if they figure this out on their own, well, then we don't get our money. So we, we, we got to tell them don't talk to each other. Yeah. And then the next thing lawyers do is they try to drag it out, right? Yeah. And they, they, they got 85 continuances. Yeah, we need some continuances. <laughs> we need a couple more rounds of golf. That beer girl was cute. We need to see her three more times. Yeah. 
And and so the lawyers are basically just racking up your money on something that you probably could have settled for yourself or on something is your phone not on silent? He's always get on to me for my phone. Oh, over here. man. My bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, who was that from? That was a text from... It was my wife. Shatiqua? No, Mitch's mom. That's Janine. Oh. Don't, I'm pretend, pretty, don't pretend like you can see that phone. I'm pretty sure that said Shaniqua. You've been wearing glasses since you were like six. <laughs> <laughs> you pretend you can see over there. Come on. So, so lawyers are basically doing something that like literally anything in the services industry they're doing something that you could do on your own it's just not worth your time right so like for me repairing plumbing i'm not doing anything that a homeowner couldn't do themselves if they wanted to invest the time to learn how to do it lawyers aren't doing anything other than being professional highly paid mediators right so you have to know that going in but then if the guy doesn't have the money to pay you yeah. There's no point in are wasting willing, any money on are, lawyers yeah, are and you all of that stuff. to wait 10 years? Yeah. Are you, I mean, and then if he does declare bankruptcy, depending on what the judgment was and what the whole case was about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it could go away and be, I mean, it's just, I, it's a slippery slope, you know? Yeah. You should definitely, you know, we always talk about, you know, having a mentor in business for this or that or whatever. If you do have guys Ask somebody to yeah. be like, hey, man, what do you think about this? So so we got, you know, what do we, you, he owes me. If, if the guy owes you a hundred grand, sue his ass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you know, the small time businesses, the in-betweens, you know, if it's under five, I say, don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, no it, matter what. It just kind of depends. But if it's, if it's 10 and you're just starting out and it's make or break, yeah. you might have to do it. Yeah. Um, in, in two and a half years in business, um, we've only had encountered this once, and it was from a, a house flipper. Um, she signed up for work, like we we wrote a proposal, and and she signed us. She signed it, uh, her her job foreman or any anyway. He signed it, and and they're basically their sewer line was collapsed. And we told him flat out in the proposal, we don't know anything about the sewer beyond where it's collapsed, so we can dig <laughs> it up, and we'll learn more. And so we dug up the line. We found out that five feet farther down the line, it's collapsed again. Only now where this collapse is under the roadway. So now it's getting like really expensive to dig it up. Yeah. And so we, we came back to them and we said, hey, it's kind of worst case scenario. It's what we warned you about that the, we found more damage to the line. It's collapsed under the road. And still the same case is we don't know what the line is beyond that. So... But we know enough now that, like, I can give you worst-case scenario numbers to dig all the way across the road if we if it ends up coming to that. Well, they got so mad. They were like, you – now they start lying, right? They're like, you promised you were going to fix this for five grand. Uh, no, we didn't. Like, here the proposal says we're going to dig up and fix this one spot, and if it's damaged further down the line, we're going to have to address that as it comes, right? And so, so then they kick us off the job. And they say, just leave now, leave everything as it is. So then we leave. And, and, you know, I'm like, hey, what do you, like, how do you want us to proceed? Do you want us to keep digging or what? And they said, no, we're going to, we're going to bring in somebody else. And I'm like, okay, well, you owe us the money that you agreed to pay us. And they're like, you didn't finish the job. Well, yeah, it's because you kicked us off the job. You wouldn't, you wouldn't let us finish. Right. Yeah. But if you would like, I'll go put that piece of piping back together and I'll go backfill it and I'll finish the job that I signed it. Like you, I wrote a contract, you signed it so we can fulfill the contract for the five grand. Yeah. And, 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 and you still that. don't have a sewer going, right? Yeah. Um, 
And and so it went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth rapidly. I mean, over several hours, there was communication back and forth and back and forth. And ultimately, they basically flat out said, we're not paying you anything because you didn't fix our problem. And I told them this agreement that we signed says you are paying me and you're paying me the full amount. And if and, and I'm not I'm not refusing to come back and connect the pipe back together and fill back in the hole. But you and I both know that's not going to solve your problem. Yeah. And so ultimately, they're a house flipper. The leverage there is they want to flip and sell that house. File lean on that. So bitch. I told her flat out immediately. I said, you pay us five thousand dollars or else I will take this agreement that you signed. Yeah. And I'll go file a lien on your house. And then this whole project that you're putting all your investment in, you can't do shit hole. with until yeah. you sell it. Yeah. Guess what? She gave, All of a sudden she paid. Yeah. Right? If I and and guys don't know that as a construction company, mm-hmm. you can file a lien and I think Missouri actually made it easier. You got you got to do it quick. I mean it's got to be within yeah. 90 days. You can't be like letting somebody first slow off, roll you for 120 first days off, without paying. 90 days is not quick. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean I, that's that's a long time. That's three months. If I you say, don't have your shit together in two months, that's on you, man. Well, I say this because some people are so desperate for money, they'll do work for somebody that's saying, "I'll you write me a bill today and I pay you sixty days later." I don't do work or, for people like that. Or I'll pay you thirty days later, right? So now you're sixty days away from the work. You wrote them a bill the next month, they process a payment, and when you don't have it the next thirty days. Now you're already 60 days into your 90-day window to file a lien, yeah. right? And so then they, they give you one more excuse. Oh, sorry, there was a bookkeeping error. The check's in the mail now. And they know how to push the system all the way to 90 days. Just file so that bitch anyway. those are the you ones can that always you, take the lien off. You can always cancel it. Yep. Yeah. File it always, immediately. Well, and also yeah, if, if you're you new do in it, business, yeah. do it payment due upon completion. So don't you know don't, don't let all this slow roll crap we've, roll out. We've talked about that just very small. Yeah. If you're new into business, get paid at the immediate end yeah, the, of the job. The minute you're done with pay like like how we do ours is literally the minute we're done with anything, you yeah. pay us. You get a check or you swipe that credit card. Right. Immediately. And, then, and this and when we do commercial work, it's the exact same. I was just camering a line today, camering and locating a line for a commercial business. And the moment I got done, I call them up, collect on a credit card. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And they all like, and we, we establish this when somebody books a call with us, we tell them flat out payments due upon completion and and they'll say, well, we, we pay it 30 days. You have to send us an invoice and once we get it, we'll pay you and we'll say, well, then we're not working for you. Yeah. Call somebody else, bro. Payment due upon completion. Yeah. And and we tell them flat out, like we don't mess around. We know you have a credit card in the business, right? How do you go buy paper towels with a credit card? So you will pay us with a credit card or you will call another plumber. Yeah. And our schedule stays full. And then you know you're not you're not having to wait that 90 days. Right. Like we just talked there, about. There's a lot of million-dollar businesses out there that will string along $10,000 contractors over $1,000 in work for 90 days. Yeah. Well, I've heard – I'm going to say allegedly so Walmart doesn't sue me. But I've heard that Walmart allegedly will you know, have a bunch of no-name contractors do their heating and air on their deal and then just – not pay them. Yeah. And put them out of business and be like, well, what are you going to do? We're Walmart. Right. You I, know? I saw right. a story for, of a uh, wedding photographer that they basically had him on and they're just like, this guy's newer. He has a camera. We're still going to pay him. And all of a sudden they said, well, 
you you took a you took a, a dinner break, so we're not paying you. So he just took the camera and just deleted all their photos from the wedding. Right. He, that's what's great about photography is you can hit the delete button anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just take that card out and be like, well, this is all your stuff, and I'm putting it in my pocket, and we'll see you later. Yeah. So that was their thing is like they were taking this guy who they're barely paying anyways. That's that's sort of the that's what where photographers can go wrong <laughs> is they're I like, do. oh well, well we'll have Sally Joe who got a camera for Christmas. We'll have him come out and then. He gets mad because they're like, well, you sat down and ate for half an hour, so we're not going to pay you. Right. Well, and, and so here, like, I want to show you guys something and walk into the bathroom and open delete. It up, take it, no, take the card out, put it in the toilet, and flush it, and be like, yeah. Well, that's fine. Thanks for dinner. I'll yeah. see you later. Thanks for the free dinner. <laughs> Grab four beers on the way out and get the hell out but of there. It's great that like that's just that's the option you have like in that world is you can be like, hey, you still have their photos. Yeah. What, what or, not to do? Or another Delete or another people's photos and get sued. <laughs> another big problem that newer people in the business face is they're so hungry for work, right? You want to get everything when you're early on. That you'll get these people that will tell you, like, I do a lot of houses or I do a lot of work. And if you cut me a deal on this one, I can get you a bunch of work. Right. Real estate agents. Real estate agents. Like, you'll hear in every profession. Photography. You'll hear it everywhere. Right. And, like, here's the fast and rapid way to look at that. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Like, and and I, I don't mean to sound crass. I don't mean to sound offensive or anything else. But think about this for a second. Basically, what they're saying is I know we don't know each other, but if you give me a deal on this one, I'll, if, basically, if you take less money on this one, I'll give you opportunities to take less money on a whole lot more work in the future. Like, who in the world would sign up for that? You know what I used to do is I would tell, and I told people this up front, I would say, I mean, some people would say that, but I would say up front to people, hey, um, for any business you give me, I will pay you 5%. Yeah. I did it for the first, I think, two years or three years. And literally that takes it out of the conversation. Right. If you want your job done for free, you're now a salesman for me. Right. And if you get me X amount of jobs, and you've made your money back. Yeah. I only had literally three people maybe actually make enough money to get their job for free. And then they were pissed when I 1099 them well, yeah. <laughs> later. Hell yeah. But, but I mean, it wasn't a lot of money, but I bet you I had three people get their jobs for free. Right. But that was still work for me. And right. I, and when I was hustling, I know Mitch hates hustle. I, when I was hustling at the very beginning and trying to get whatever I could get, yeah. that made me a ton of money. Yeah. You know, it was a good sales tactic for me at the time. Right. What kind of stinks about like October time is like, that's when the new iPhones come out. So everyone thinks that like, you don't need a cinema camera or a camera camera. They have their iPhone. Some of your real estate agent guys or whoever's like, well, we don't need to. We got our iPhones or Samsung, yeah. you know, whatever. The good so, real estate agents don't do that. Yeah. First right. off, I think all you photographers are jackasses. I bought a 6D camera and I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's the rebellion you get whenever a real estate agent's like, well, I can just go in there and take a picture with my iPhone. Sure, do that. Do it. Yeah. yeah. See, like, why are you calling me? Why'd yeah. you call me to begin yeah. with? Because uh, you yeah. haven't done that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Janine was like, I mean, this is way before Layla was born. She was like, well, you know, I want to get photos when this happens, and we're going to do this and this and that and that. I went out, and I just, for Christmas, I bought her, like, a, I think it's a 6D or 7D. I don't remember. I right. was like, here, mm-hmm. take as many photos as you want. We still have that thing takes great photos. Right. Right, right. Damn artists. <laughs> <laughs> topic three. What do you got? We D- have another topic? Don't be afraid to try new things. <clears throat> 
Ooh. What do you mean, don't be afraid? So, Like as a business or as a person? The restaurants. Either which. I tell Janine stuff like that all the time. She's not buying it. So the, to elaborate on this more, this, this is from a very personal experience with me. Um, you want a drink before you start? Heck no. I'm good. This is Azurac whiskey. It's, so it's good. The, the adder onto this is don't be afraid to try new things, even if you're told they're wrong. Like make the judgment for yourself if it works for you and remember that it's just business. Okay. So, um, for, for those that are chronic listeners of the show, um, you know that we purchased in our business, we purchased an all electric Ford transit. Uh, we ordered it in November of 2021. We took delivery of it in April of 2022. Um, there is a whole lot of political, opinions about electronic vehicles floating out there. And there are a whole lot of people that have very staunch opinions about electronic vehicles and zero experience <laughs> to back them up. Mitch Smedley. <laughs> I just see you saying electronic vehicles. I just get yeah, all did together. you say electronic vehicles? Electronic vehicles. <laughs> EVs. Well, you guys are over there like doing signals to each other. I don't know if you're telling them to steal second or... Or no, to pitch a curveball. I was doing fine until I heard electronic vehicles. Electronic. Two seven, two seven. Yeah. You. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. So, so we purchased this EV, right? And and EVs have a, a very political uh, vibe to them. Um, there, there's a certain population that thinks if you own an EV, you're trying to save the planet or you must be a Democrat if you have an EV or, or like all of these crazy opinions about them. Right. However, when we made the decision to buy it, it's strictly a business decision. There's no politics involved. There's no nothing. Right. Um, this year I've purchased through the business, I've purchased five Ford Transits. Um, four of them were gas-powered Transits. One of them was an EV. The four gas-powered Transits, I had to pay $69,000 for. Why? Because COVID and the microchip shortage and everything else has the price of gas Transits through the fucking roof. <laughs> right? Yeah. So my EV, I paid $56,000 for it. So right off the top, I saved thirteen grand on my EV. And then on top of that, again, this is I'm explaining my business decision here. And then on top of that, all of my gas transits, uh, I spend about 120 to 140 bucks a week to fuel them. Um, when gas was at its highest here recently, um, I was spending about 150 bucks a week to fuel those things. Um, electric rates have not changed all the way through COVID. Electric rates have remained stable, and my EV costs me $9 a week to recharge. So, again, on a business decision, I saved thirteen grand simply by buying it, and then I save about $110 to $120 a week every time I drive it because that's money I'm saving in fuel. And then on top of that, I get a $7,500 tax credit. So when you're in a position where you have to buy another vehicle and the, the electronic, the electronic vehicle, the EV, <laughs> I was doing so good. <laughs> I keep making Austin laugh. Uh, the EV makes sense for us to buy. I'm, I'm, 
I'd be like an idiot to choose to spend $21,000 more and $110 more a week on a gas vehicle when the EV works perfectly. So, um, you know, again, there's a lot of political connotations around the EV. However, I wasn't afraid to try new things. Um, even though other people already have these preconceived notions about the whole EV thing and, um, it's working out amazingly for us. It's kept our costs like just this one year, it's kept our costs $21,000 less more than that. Once you figure the, the weekly savings. So, um, don't be afraid to try new things. If the math makes sense, there are many times in business where you're going to be faced with a business decision where you need to make the best decision for your business, regardless of political affiliation, regardless of what other people may think about you, you owe it to your business to continue to make the best decisions for the business. And in this case, that was one of them, right? And that was a pretty good stretch too. Like literally since buying the EV, I've had people call me a flaming liberal. I've had people call me like an environmentalist and all of this shit. And I'm, I couldn't be further from any of those. Yeah. But it's it's just it's just simple dollars and cents. It's just a business decision. I love burning the ozone. Me too. Yeah. Mm, I, I mean, it. It, it's it gets really like so so when you're <laughs> like when you're in my position with this whole thing, it's it gets really interesting. There, there are people out there, like some of the accusations that they'll say about like EVs, like, oh, you're trying to save the planet. Okay. Or, or the, the funniest is from like these hardcore plumbers. They very, very, like they're staunch, hardcore conservative plumbers, right? And in one post, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you're an idiot for buying an EV. Don't you know what it takes to mine all that lithium ion to make those batteries? That's true. Right? There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> Right. There's, there's definitely improvements they can make there. But literally in their very next post, they're showing off their cascade of of Milwaukee tools where no. there's no fewer than 48 Milwaukee batteries yeah, that are lithium, all lithium ion lithium batteries. Ion batteries. <laughs> right. So like they, they're OK with lithium ion batteries where it benefits them, but they're not OK where they're told, oh, lithium ions bad. Yeah. So first off, I. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying, except for, uh, I shouldn't say except for, I'm going to just bust Mitch's balls. Have you driven that thing in the winter yet? So today, ironically. Did the heat, how did the heat work today? It wasn't no, that no, cold. The heat, so the, like the, it was cold today, but it wasn't that cold. Today is, today, uh, what is today? Today it's is like the 18th October, October 18th. I'm more interested. We're I'm, in Kansas City. I'm more interested Yep. January 5th. Totally, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? So today, October 18th, um, it's the first day this season it that it's 25. been below freezing. It was 25 this morning is what yep. my truck said when I left. For all of you haters out there, when I left at 6.02 this mm-hmm. morning, freezing my ass off, yeah. you know, getting up early. Yeah. Um, it was about 26. How 20... much power do you think you lost? So just as just I'm just I don't need the exact numbers. What do you think? Yeah. So I literally messaged Austin about this today. Um, EVs have considerably less range in the cold uh, because they're having to use their energy to make heat for for the cabin. Yeah. Um, So the batteries last longer when it's cold. When it's hot, uh, apparently they drain faster. That's just what I've heard. They can for sure. Um, There's a whole lot going on in there that I don't know yet either. But um I noticed about a 20% reduction in range today 
and, and this is again very limited information. One day of cold. This is our first day of cold. Dude, it was but only I, 25. I noticed about a 20% reduction in range. That's not even cold. It's no, no, you're right. But um, 20 like so, if you're buying an EV, e- EVs, you know, the the big thing about EVs. If you are, live in Minnesota. Yeah, and it ain't gonna make it, sense. And you're doing it for work. You're out. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're just out. And and so like the Ford E Transit is only rated at a 106-mile range. It's designed for, like Ford is very public about this, it's designed for people that drive 78 miles a day or less on average. Yeah, It's which is probably your service truck. Yeah, I drive 70, like I've done the math. We drive an average of 70 miles a day. Yeah. Right? I was going to say 50 to 70. That's pretty close. Now, um, let's, let's also say this. We're seeing significantly farther range than 106. Ford claims it has a range of 106 miles. We're seeing like 140 to 160. So when I say it's got a 20% reduction in range, we're still way over the 106 that Ford claims. That's only 25. When it's 10, we'll see. Right, right. We'll see. So um, one of the cool things that we've done with this EV is we have a YouTube Mm -hmm. channel for our plumbing company. And we have decided to start sharing a lot because we're totally naive into the EV thing. We took a risk. We try. We, we weren't afraid to try something new, right? Well, to help encourage other people take a risk and try something new, we're sharing all of our experiences with our EV on our YouTube channel. And it's pretty fun. A lot of these videos are, are pretty popular and everything else. And I'm not soliciting you to go find our YouTube channel. I'm not even going to tell you what the name of the YouTube channel is. That's oh, yeah. It, like it's real hard to type in Smedley fucking plumbing. Well, I, I, you know what really pisses me off? <laughs> there the it is. We're fucking downstairs talking about stuff. And I said, hey, have you linked your, you know, I can't the link YouTube, the YouTube to the podcast. Can't I, happen. I, don't fucking interrupt me. <laughs> and I say, and I say, have you just, you know, said, hey, I, you know, Mr. Smith, I, I do a, the Void podcast and this. And he's like, no, I, I can't do that. Well, here we are on the Void podcast and he's talking about, oh, my YouTube channel for Smedley Plumbing. <laughs> You're two seconds from getting your ass beat <laughs> on fucking YouTube. You're the one who said the title, not me. But anyway. Oh, I said it's real hard. It says Smedley Plumbing behind you. So we've we've done a pretty you know, good so job just about trying to change the subject. We're about to get like forty more subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> we're about to get fucking something. We're, we've yeah, done a really good job black eye. of sharing like all the things we're learning with it because we don't have an agenda. We're not sponsored by anybody. We're we're literally a company that thought this might be a good idea and let's try it, right? Um and it's and it's pretty interesting. We're getting ready to get into the season where it's going to create a whole lot more questions. And I literally just messaged Austin today, like one of the next videos we make needs to be on a really cold day where we go out and see the reduction in range. Twenty seven miles. Yeah, who knows? They, who knows? What's what's uh, what I find polarizing is I shouldn't find it polarizing. I find it interesting because it's polarizing. Is how mad people get about EVs. Mm-hmm. versus gas and this frankly I, I don't give a shit i think that there are evs have their place okay we have to have them okay we can I, I mean there has to be a balance between both granny that goes from her house to the grocery store every day or once a week doesn't need to be burning gas right. okay 
Right. There's a place. There's a place for everything. Yeah. What I find it weird is when people start having all these arguments about, oh, you're an idiot if you have this. Oh, you're an idiot if you drive gas. You don't care. First off, all of y'all are fucking stupid. If if that is what's driving you. Right. What I find weird is when I see a post on Facebook about someone posts something about the new Ford Lightning can't have a camper shell on the back. Yeah. Right. And then Mitch does exactly what I'm talking about and loses his fucking mind and posts a 45 minute long read for no reason. Like is defending the Ford lightning for no reason. And it just, I'm, I'm reading it and I'm like, this completely makes my point about someone that doesn't care, has nothing to do with it. Shouldn't give a shit is now giving a shit. For no, literally for no reason. So you you know for a fact that there was no reason for you to even care, and you're just like, oh fuck this well, guy. Well, I am gonna I am gonna fucking so, make that. Who so cares, the, man? The reasoning behind you, so so what that was. Thirteen twenty video has a Facebook page. Thirteen twenty video shared a Facebook post where Ford Lightning Ford recommends that you don't put a camper shell on a Lightning, and. Um, it's a lot of weight. It, well, it's a lot of weight. It's a lot of wind resistance. And that's yeah. the biggest killer of EVs is wind resistance. Yeah. So outside of like, nobody cares to look into why they made the recommendation for that. All Everyone is like, oh, see, this is why EVs suck. You can't put a camper shell on it. I don't want it. Right? Now, yeah. The what I said in that post was 99%, like, let's look at F-150 owners. 99% of F-150s I see on the road don't have a camper shell on them and aren't towing a trailer. 99% of F-150s on the road are literally family haulers to soccer practice and football and the occasional four or five bags of mulch in the back. And, and I would say it's a little, I'd say 75%. Okay. But even then, a majority yeah. of F-150 owners could really achieve what they're, what they're doing with their F-150. They could really achieve that in like a fucking minivan, Right. So yeah, um, the, the, the whole EV thing, they're not made for heavy hauling. They're not made for over the road travel, but guess what? Neither is a motorcycle and a motorcycle still has a very viable purpose on the road. No, I, so, I, I agree with everything you're saying. That's, that's not my point. My right? point is for some reason, no matter what side you're on or whether it involves you or not, people lose their fucking minds over it. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch owns one EV and is making like and then sees this post that has nothing to do with him, nothing to do with his business right. and just fucking goes off. For, I, didn't, I didn't go off. You just no, but you took time out of your busy day and your busy schedule. Yeah. Like you know, we talked about it on the last episode about you know, people not being too involved in politics and you man, right. fuck it, who cares? Who cares? But for some reason you picked that. Like who cares about what's actually happening? Well man, I am fired up about this fucking EV thing. So it just it, my point is <laughs> you perpetuated what you were saying earlier about people making it dramatic or polarizing situations. And yeah. You don't even realize. My point is people don't even realize they're getting sucked into those things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until they've done it and they're like, oh, shit. What am I even – why am I wasting my time yeah. fucking with this stuff? This is – this gets back to the business. 
there are certain things that aren't important. Right. That you should, and you should that aren't be worth your time. We had a whole episode about focusing your energy on stuff that's important. Yeah. That shit's not important. Now, in all reality, I could have made that post while talk to texting and taking a leak at the same time. So you're gonna creep out the other guys yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> first off, first off, Mitch could have done that, but he didn't. He no. sat there and thought about I, it. What I'm saying and is then that he it, did like two paragraphs and he thought about what. I, I mean, he literally took 20 minutes to write that. Oh god, no, 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 no. Calculator. I, I guarantee no, it was 20 my, minutes. My advice to him was yeah. actually to play to it because he got called a narcissist, and that's when you just say, "Oh, you're right. I neglect my kids. Oh, I do this." Okay. Oh, so, now we get a little more truth. So, so, <laughs> so here we go. No, no, so this wasn't on that post. This is on a different one. This is on a different post. You're just making my point even further. That was yeah. my You're recommendation. Just, all that stuff is sucking you in. Who gives a shit? Yeah. This goes back to not caring about what anyone else thinks. Right. And just doing what's best for you and so your company. Whenever I and do not engage in your time. Yeah, whenever I do around. engage in online conversations. <laughs> with what's going on? It's 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 I don't really care what the other people think. It doesn't get under my skin what the other people think. It provides an I don't think that's true. It provides an opportunity. So like let's say on this thirteen twenty video mm. post about they were trying to polarize like literally that's all big Facebook pages do is they polarize their customer mm. base, right? And they get them talking and arguing about shit. arguing about shit. But I'm gonna say, well, I, I mean you could just go off the facts. 95% of the people commenting on that, because like there's less than 4% of America owns an EV. Okay. Yeah. So, so you can just assume that 95% of the people commenting on that post don't own an EV. And here they are barking their opinions about EVs, right? Yeah. So I took it as an opportunity to say like, okay, now I didn't, I didn't like preface that I'm an EV owner or anything else, but from an experienced EV owner, they have their place. Now, we use them in our business. They don't work for every employee. Yeah, you're not going to trust an employee to charge it every night and then him call you the next day and be like, hey, man, I forgot, I to, forgot to plug my van in. I can't drive and run my service. Right. You're not going to do that. Or, I mean, they would have to be like at a shop where right. you could verify they're plugged in every fucking day. I've got an employee like that, that I mean, lives. It's just not going to happen. I've got an employee that lives. So it's got a projected range of 106, right? I've got an employee that lives 35 miles from our service area. I can't afford for him to burn 70 miles of its range just getting to work and back every day. Yeah. So it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And yeah. it's just, I mean, it's just that black and white. Okay. It doesn't work. Move on. Give him a gas van instead. Yeah. There's no, there's no try to find a way to make it work. Try to find a charger in town that he can recharge at. Like, oh, that's all bullshit, right? Yeah. It's just, it works for some people in our company. It doesn't work for other people. And it's, it's literally just that black and white. Yeah. And I, I'm not a hater. I just like fucking with Mitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like pointing out people's idiosyncrasies and yeah. how dumb they can be. I looked at getting a Tesla for Janine. I mean, yeah. she, so she has a Traverse now. It'd and be it's, perfect for her. Uh, let me finish. <laughs> don't fucking see what I mean. He's feeding you into it. fucking me. All I said was one thing, and he's like, oh, that'd be great. No. I looked, to get a, looked at getting a Tesla. Yeah. Okay. So first off, for a Tesla, I do care about the environment. For a Tesla to hit, for you to get one, it already has the same carbon footprint as a gas truck that's been on the road for like eight years. Right. Just to get to get the lithium, to dig the hole in the ground, to get it here, to have it made. I mean, it has the same carbon footprint. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Two, it doesn't have, none of those SUV versions have enough room in them. I mean, you can fit four, but there's no cargo in the back. Right, right. Okay, so we didn't get one. My point is, 
there is a place for them. What really I think pisses people off is the fact that the government is just trying to shove them down your throat. We're going to do this. This is what's going to happen. Right. First off, it can't happen. We don't have the power grid. Oh, God, we don't no. have the power grid to run what we have now. Things need to happen. Innovation needs to happen at a natural progression mm-hmm. for it to be successful. Yep. Now, can we enhance that progression? Of course we can. Should we? Yes, we should. I'm fine with tax dollars going towards that. But for people to be divided so much about something so stupid just irritates me. And that's why I brought that stuff up about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like Mitch is pretty laid back about it, but even him, I can see when he's posting stuff, I'm like, dude, he's fired up about this stupid crap for no fucking reason because so, he's just, and people do that. You know, oh, people yeah. just, people get sucked in and it takes a lot. I think people that are very successful in every aspect of business can literally, um, they can sit down in a chair and then step outside, step up and move over and look back at the chair and see themselves sitting there Mm -hmm. and say, okay, I can watch myself make these stupid decisions and I can realize that I have to not think in the moment. I have to think you know, in a more broad and bigger scheme of right. of where we're going and, and, and how I'm getting there in business and doing all these different things. And I think it's really hard for people to focus on that. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be a really good trait in business is if you can, if you can focus and step outside of yourself and see what exactly is going on and realize, hey, I need to hold my own thoughts here because I'm moving down a path that if I really think about it, that's that's not going to be best for me or my business or whatever. And I think the people that are very successful can do that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not like to put a super fine point on it, but no, like Joe Rogan, right? He's notorious for posting and ghosting. He'll make a post, he'll share his thoughts, and then he won't get lost in the weeds about what everyone has to say about it. He won't try to carry on a conversation with everybody who disagrees with him or whatever the case may yeah. be. Um, I'm not that good. I don't follow Joe, so um, I, I don't have Twitter. I don't have. I mean, I hardly post anything. Yeah, yeah. I probably should. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it just. I don't know. I'm trying to save my nuggets for the show, man. It, it depends on the. It, yeah, it depends on what your goal is, I guess, on social media. So I, you brought up the the carbon footprint thing and all of that stuff. One of the things that I have found ironic, with again being an EV owner, is. I personally have never cared about the carbon footprint it took to make the 2005 F-150 that I used to own, the 2001 Suburban that I used to own, the 2013 Fusion that I own now. Like, you know, how many, I don't know how many people are in the world, 13 billion people in the world and probably a billion automobiles. I, me, in my brain, I just look at it like if I buy a vehicle, I'm buying it for what it can do to benefit me. There's no way my vehicle purchase is going to alter the course of the environment. And uh, there's other things I could do to alter the course of the environment outside of a vehicle purchase. And so one of the things that I find ironic about it is you'll have these guys that all of a sudden care about the carbon footprint that it took to create the vehicle. But 
they've never cared about it before. It's like they're developing that care simply because they're against EVs. And they've never really gone back and like analyzed, well, what is the carbon footprint of all the other vehicles I've had? Like to make the steel, to transport everything, to, you know, to do all that stuff. Yeah, they, and, well, they, they call that learning. So, so they have gone back and they, there are studies that show, um, so how, where I got that information was what it was a study that was how, how much does it take to get a gas vehicle there? Right. How much does it take to get this EV there? How much does it take to get this solar there? How much, does it, you know, there right. are all these different things. Right. And you know, I've, I'd say for the last five years, I've found it interesting because like when they were starting to cut gas and stuff and they were starting to get gas here in the U S and everyone was so mad about it. And then there were studies about, okay, so if I get my gas from Saudi Arabia and it's in a tanker truck and that tanker truck has, or I'm sorry, um, shipping vessel. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that thing has to come all the way here. That clunker's burning gas the whole time. How can you be mad that we're drilling here because we're saving literally 1,500 barrels of fuel? Just traveling to get just it Just traveling. And yeah. so, you know, I mean, I get your point, but like that, you know, I started kind of following that stuff just because I found it, it was extremely interesting to me, mm-hmm. the political hypocrisy that both sides would take and yeah. say, oh, this is that and this is that and blah, blah. You know, and, and then I'm thinking, well, what, this fucking ship's got to come all the way here and then it gets here and then it waits in port for two weeks to unload and yeah. it's burning gas the whole time. Yeah. And guess what? The motherfucker's got to go back. Yeah, so they it's gotta go it, back and get more. They fill it. They fill it up with gas here, and then the motherfuckers got. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, how stupid do you have to be? And then people take those things, and they twist them around, and then they make them political. Mm-hmm. That's when. That's my point of of learning. If you learn all that different stuff, what I hate is when one side says, "No, well, we can't use that." And the other side says, well, oh, no, we're, we can't use that. We can't, no, we need to – all that stuff has to come to the table, and we yeah. have to be like, okay, I mean, in my opinion, what should happen is we should make our own oil here, our own gas here, shut all the tankers down. Every country, every continent on the planet can make their own. There is no reason to be shipping the shit over right. the ocean, okay? Right. Make it here. And then for everyone that can use an EV and doesn't need gas – more power to you. More power to you. Yeah. And then what happens? The price of gas goes down. Yeah. And then people are like, uh, you know what? Maybe I need an EV. And the natural progression happens. And then instead of there being 90% gas vehicles on the planet, there's 10 or 15. Right. And those people need those. And they help ship our goods and services across the country. And that just, it, it's a good balance. Yeah. I mean, that would be like everyone's throwing this whole hissy fit about, you know, when there was COVID in LA, oh, we can see the mountains again because no one's driving. Well, if you let a natural progression happen and only 15% of the cars were that, you'd still have that. Yeah. Yeah. You might get back to that, right? Yeah. So maybe stop being a douche about everything and just, why don't we, everyone come to the table and we can work all that bullshit out. Right. And maybe we can actually get somewhere. Right. Instead of forcing it to go political. And all that stuff, all that stuff doesn't happen unless you can sit outside of yourself and Mm -hmm. say, okay, I need to be able to see everything that's happening. Right. And, and be able to make a rational decision without and, getting fired up over for nothing. And so what you're talking about is the ability for one person to make a decision that best suits themselves rather than like a government making a decision for them. Oh, well, you're preach. saying like, yeah. <laughs> what you're saying too is like, don't sell to me 
with because a virus sell them to me by like why it's necessary like yeah sell it to me because i want it yeah, yeah. sell it to me because it makes fucking sense not because yeah. of all this smoke and mirrors hypothetical bullshit that i can't really even prove and i yeah. think that's right? why when I go hook the trailer up and i throw 80 bags of concrete on it i guess what i need a gas vehicle yeah oh absolutely you know I mean? yeah but, but guess what when i go to the grocery store you know what i probably don't need one for that right i think had they approached it and been like not the environment approach of like it'll make you money then i think that would keep the people who like like you said looking into like what it actually costs yeah, like environmental right. wise you're exactly right if someone had come out and said hey dude you know if we've done these studies and we've driven these vehicles if you drive this you'll save this much money people go oh oh shit okay okay, okay. Right. you know I mean, I saw the writing on the wall right from the get-go that, like, holy shit, I'm spending 13000 less to buy it. I get a $7,500 tax credit, and I'm spending or I'm saving $100 a week every week I drive it. Like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. it just makes sense. So, no, it doesn't make sense for everybody. It makes sense for one-fifth of our fleet. One of our five vehicles. Well, and if you, if, you had a, if you had a huge shop, if you ever got that big, you know, you could always have, you know, the guys that you don't trust as much that don't get to take vehicles home. Yeah, they can they charge drive, it at the shop. Or salesmen that drive the little bitty tiny Ford mm-hmm. Transits mm-hmm. or, you know, Chevy's coming out with like eight of them here yep. all at one time. And, I mean, they could drive the little ones. Well, shit, Ford, you know? I mean, Ford's even come out with a way where you can install the charger in a person's home and and it'll connect to the internet in their home. So you can see if they've plugged it in? No. Not, well, not, on, not only that... It'll tell you how many kilowatt hours of energy has gone through the charger, and it'll automatically email the business once a month, once a month and tell you how much to reimburse the employee. So, like, yeah. I put that, like, let's say I put one of my guys in an electric vehicle, and I put that charger in there. He's getting a reimbursement check every month from me for the electric cost to the vehicle. It also yeah. keeps them, too, like, you have those guys filling up their, their personal cars with gas, but right. I mean, if they have an electric, be like, "What do you mean you need a gas car? Do you have an electric yeah. vehicle?" Yeah. <laughs> well, then they're just charging. Then they go out and buy their own EV, and they're charging their own EV yeah. on my dime too. Like, you're never gonna stop that bullshit. But first off, a business. It's a lot easier for a business to handle ten dollars a month versus yeah. a eighty dollar eight. gas. Yeah, exactly. Once a week, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, but but the whole purpose of this topic was. There is a whole lot of fire and brimstone out there about a lot of topics that until you do the math for yourself and figure out if it's going to work for you, it's kind of hard to wager an opinion on. And and ultimately, as this show pertains to business, you got to do what's in the best interest of the business, right? Yeah. So if it makes sense for the business to do it, do it regardless of what people think. If it makes sense for the business not to do it, then don't do it, right? Like I would never consider consider like I would never consider converting all of our fleet to electric vehicles. No, it just doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense at all. Like we would be missing so many service calls. But there are a couple of people in our company that it would work for. Right now, I'm the only one with one of the EVs, but you know, it just it's one of those things where it doesn't work for all applications, but it works for enough that you should do it. And I'm not saying EVs, I'm saying anything. Try something new and apply it where it works, because if not, you're missing out on some big opportunities. Yeah. So that works with advertising ventures and, and anything else. It so. takes guts. And don't be afraid. The whole point of that question was, you know, don't be afraid to, to try new things. Yeah. 
You know, sometimes new things really pay off. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they kick in the sack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just part of how it is. You it's know, just what it is. I, I had a friend today pose a question online about how many different advertising streams he should focus on for his business. And I, my response was all of them that work and consistently two or three that don't work, but the ones that don't work never stick around for another, for longer than a month or two. Yeah. And And the logic behind it was... You need to be constantly trying new advertising streams, and then the moment you figure out they don't work, you can them. Yeah. But if, if everything you're doing is working, you're not trying enough because you're not failing. You need to find the ones that don't work as well. Yeah. So Fail, Failing is the best teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, failure is the absolute best teacher. And so you learn the, Those lessons you learn the hard way are the ones that stick with you. Right, right. Well, this show has uh, run fairly long here. No, that's great. So perfect, um, You're guys. Welcome. If you if you got value from this show, if you like the dialogue, and uh, uh, if this show made you think a little bit and it made you question anything, then uh, um, feel free to uh, give us a thumbs up on the show on YouTube or give us a five star review on. Um, Spotify or Apple if you're listening on those two platforms Um, feel free to share the show with somebody else who might also be interested in starting their own company share the show seriously yeah yeah absolutely share the show Um, but uh, on top of that uh, tune in next week we drop about a show every week Um, one of the other things we haven't mentioned this for a long time um, we, uh, we have an email address, askmitch at mitchsmedley.com. Um, if you send emails to that email address, uh, we will get them and you can ask us anything for this show and we will, uh, answer them on the email. And if they're good enough questions, we will make an you know entire what, show about them. You know what I'd like to say? We haven't done a Q and a show for a long time. Instead of Q, instead of questions, if you have something you want us to talk about, like just say, Hey, what do you guys think about this? Right. A topic. Hey, I wish you guys would do a show about this, this, and this. Yeah, or absolutely. What, just, just send them. You know what? Find one of us on Facebook and just message us. Hey, I wish you guys would do this topic. Right. Or I wish you would do this. We'll talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The, a lot of to say that for like four yeah, weeks. <laughs> a, a lot of our <laughs> show topics have come from people asking us questions through Facebook or the yeah. the email or anything like that. So. Um, feel free to ask us any questions and, and you bet like the, yeah, the, the literal purpose of this show is to help guys start their businesses. So if you guys have questions at all, fire them away. We're, we're eager to answer. Yeah. So, um, until next time, guys, we will see you later and, uh, keep kicking ass out there. Love you guys. Yeah.